Welcome back, Beekeep Radio. Inside here, another interview for you. We've got DJ Cap of the OC. What's up? Say a little hi for us here. What's happening, everybody? So you're here. Uh, give us a little bit of the slice of life about being a DJ in town. But you say you've been heading more towards a little bit of beat making, huh? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I started DJing, obviously. Um, like, way back, like high school and stuff. I've been DJing, I don't know, I guess it's like 10 years or so. Oh, a long time. Okay. And uh, just kind of having from doing it a little bit, kind of getting, I guess, kind of bored with the DJing, I guess. Uh, you know, like spinning like clubs and bars and stuff like that. Well, not necessarily really bored, but I feel like it's really limited because, you know, most clubs and bars, they want you to play like a specific genre of music or they want like a specific vibe. And I'm just kind of like play my own thing do my own style of mixing and you know that sort of thing and uh yeah yeah sometimes i guess it doesn't always vibe with the places that i play at and fair enough well, that's hard to struggle so for our fans out there who want to find a bit of your music uh, you want to put some handles down where can uh, we find yeah, some you stuff you can find my original stuff or some of my mixes at a soundcloud.com uh dj underscore cap Okay, hell yeah, and then we got a couple tracks of yours uh, today to listen to, but we'll get into that in a little bit. For sure. So, okay, so how long have you been working with the OC? Uh, the OC, I've been working with some of the members, like some of the original guys, uh, like Benzo, Wolfman, Fluid, um, since high school. Okay, yeah. And I, like, I used to DJ some of their shows way back in the day, um, like every once in a while, not on the regular, but every once in a while they'd say, hey man, can you come DJ a show? And I'd be like, yeah, for sure, sounds fun. Nice. So it was a real easy introduction into the OC for you. You didn't have to, you know, prove any chops too early, anything like that. It was fairly... No, not really. They kind of already knew that I was DJing. Yeah. And they've kind of already heard some of the things that I could do and stuff. So I think they were just like, hey. Or uh, maybe maybe they just didn't know anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so how, are you, how old are you now? I'm 30 years old. 30. Okay. All right. And uh, so total years DJing estimate? Uh, let's see. Like really seriously um man i guess i'd say like 10 years 10 years okay yeah yeah, yeah. so that's that's plenty of so yeah, plenty of scratches from like about 07 till now is like when i really kind of started taking it serious and you know doing it on the regular and trying to actually do something with it i guess yeah was there uh was there like a track or something that you heard or a show that you went to or a group that you knew about that that just lit the fire for you that uh that got me into djing yeah yeah exactly um, i've kind of always been into like uh the scratching i guess is what really got me what mm -hmm. caught my eye about djing i didn't even realize like like where scratching came from i just would hear it in songs and stuff and i'd be like oh that sounds cool it's like you know like a guitar solo in like a, a song or something like that but it's not coming from a guitar you know it's coming from like a record and then i realized it was djs doing it you know with records and that's kind of what got me into it and then i used to listen to this uh show way back in the day called beat ah oh, shit what the hell is it called uh i can't think of the name right now i'm spacing it hard well it was like an underground like hip-hop radio show they do every friday night way back in the day it was on like 89.9 okay yeah, yeah i used to play a bunch of like underground hip-hop and it was dudes djing it you know they'd be scratching and and doing all kinds of like juggling and stuff and that's kind of what really got me into it. it was like oh man that's that's really dope like i kind of want to get into that like i really like the music and i like the scratching and everything and 
So that's kind of what turned me on to it, I guess you could say. And that sold it. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of before the, the Facebook time, the Twitter time. You couldn't just jump on Google and find whatever. Oh, yeah, really man. Easily. This was like even before MySpace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, you know, I remember seeing scratching and turntablism as a whole art, you know, on the DMC VHS tapes. Yeah, that's on right. The, yeah, yeah, on the championship tapes. Mm-hmm. And man, we used to sit there and watch DJ Craze and lose our minds, mm-hmm. you know, just, oh yeah. my, what is this man doing? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that, that really draw, uh, drew us in really, mm-hmm. uh, really strongly at that age. But, you know, we're kind of impressionable when you're a teenager too. So you see that. And do you think a lot of the, the same things are still cool for turntablism now or the same skills being practiced and, and performed? Um, I mean, I think it's still like scratching and beat juggling is still cool. I think... People are seem to be less impressed by it. People actually do seem to like scratching, because I get a lot of people like, oh, man, you know, after shows and stuff, like, oh, that's really cool, you know, not, not a lot of people do it anymore. And, but I think it's kind of one of those things that's just, like, slowly getting phased out, like, but, you know, it's people... People like me still trying to keep it fresh. And... Yeah, well, and I think that's it'll go strong for quite a while. I think you'll have a bounce back from, like we were saying, mm-hmm. like the digital pads and even the MPCs. Mm-hmm. There's a, a bit of personality that you can lose, say, compared to dropping a sample on vinyl. Yeah, Especially sure. if you're scratching it and the live show, that's way more impressive mm-hmm. than hitting your MPC button yeah, over it's and like, over. I notice, yeah, at the live shows, people seem to like really, yeah. like, oh, dang, you know, that guy's doing more up there than just playing the music and standing there (laughs) yeah and in a lot of ways the dj you know can't be replaced because he's very much the glue for the members on stage so you Mm -hmm. know they can rap there but that's hella boring without a beat Mm -hmm. and then when they stop rapping the crowd's gonna fall asleep if you don't have some little ear candy to transition to the next part of the set the the music carries the vibe essentially you know the rappers are essentially i think like you know spreading the message or you know telling a story or you know the various things you do in a in a track, I guess, as a vocalist or an MC or <laughs> Yeah. So uh so with those skills you picked up as a you know, DJ in training for these years and years, mm-hmm. uh how are those translating over to making beats for you? How are you finding well, that just transition? Like, uh, I kinda like understanding you know, the concept of a beat, you know what I mean? How to keep timing, rhythm, you know, where drums go, where sounds go, just you know, from having listened to millions and millions of beats and tracks and producers and seeing what they do and I think it's definitely makes it a lot easier because you can uh I mean you kind of just automatically or not automatically you just kind of already understand like the structure of a song I guess because you kind of got to know song structure to DJ music and you know to make really cool mixes and stuff like that and so I mean you're not worried about your place in hip-hop at all I wouldn't think I mean that's you know, the DJ's not going anywhere, and beat makers are even more uh-huh. important almost. Uh, you um, know, DJ-wise, like, I definitely see myself maybe not DJing. I mean, I think I'll always DJ, you know what I mean? Like, I'll always be a DJ at heart for sure. Like, it's kind of what started the whole craft off for me. So I'll always, like, mix and spin, but as far as, like, actually being a DJ professionally, I don't really see myself doing that. And I see myself more going towards, like, the music creation and the beat production and stuff like that and kind of veering away from DJing I guess you could say. And you think you'll study some audio engineering or sound design anything like that? Yeah exactly just you know ways to get my music to sound better you know whether Uh it's production or you know engineering sound you know I I have a lot to learn I just got started so. (laughs) All right man now it's a a big book to read through that's for sure. Yeah for Uh sure and it's like the minute that I think I know something it's like 
I learned 10 other things that make me realize like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm no, just scratching the surface. I think that's how it goes with any really in-depth art like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you, yeah, you figure out how little you know and you're shocked. Mm -hmm. uh, and it sort of draws you in further. But uh, so, I mean, what are the things that you look for in your own beats when you make them uh, as like a mark of like skill or <clears> like <throat> the sound that you're looking for? Or, you know, when you feel like you've struck gold with a mm -hmm. track, what would define that to you? Um, I think it just has like, you know, like making really unique sounds, unique samples, kind of doing things that maybe other people aren't really doing necessarily. Um, you know, making really clean and crisp drums and, you know, samples and making sure that it all kind of just meshes together and doesn't just like just crash into each other step you know on each other yeah step on its toes yeah i know what you're saying Yeah, exactly that. so whenever I, I feel like i have something going it's got like a mix of that like i have like a cool you know unique sound that i don't think anybody's really messed with or put down and and then on top of that just really crisp and clean drums or dynamics bass whatever it is like good housekeeping on your tracks yeah absolutely. yeah exactly like that's kind of one of the things that i try to really focus on or that I'm trying to really focus on before I try to concentrate on making anything cool, I guess, is like just making stuff that sounds clean. Doesn't just sound like a big mess. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> tough. And especially when you're sampling, say, from vinyl, mm -hmm. or like a big string set or something like that, you have a lot of sound. There's oh, yeah. a lot of range in that Sometimes big stuff that you don't want. <laughs> uh, often, more often You know, you chop a sample and you're like, what's that little, like, I, I just hear some weird thing at the tail end of that, and it just, I, I don't know how to get rid of it. But. Yep, <laughs> now I run into that all the time, absolutely. And it, it'll just totally, like, ruin the whole idea. <laughs> well, and so, talking about sample treatment, how do you feel about that from the old school hip hop perspective I'm, I'm mm -hmm. gonna take it and use it we're gonna make this into something new and it's new yeah versus the more contemporary perspective of this is somebody else's intellectual property and either i'm gonna make something with it and give them credit or mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to change it so much where do you stand in that struggle do you i don't know, do you see that you are constantly having to check uh, if your samples are gonna be mm -hmm. okay or are you hiding them well enough or um, do you feel you avoid stuff that's gonna get you in trouble i try to like uh i like when I first started making beats, I was doing like just the regular sampling style, boom baps, you know, Jay Dilla influenced sort of stuff. And then I realized that like, oh shoot, like some of these samples, like, you know, if you put them up, there's people going to come after you and, yeah. and sue you and stuff for making a track. And so kind of through that, I uh, started messing around with more like synthesizers and like sampling kind of weird sounds and stuff that can ultimately make cool sample noises, you know, instead of like just taken from like, I don't know, some sort of classical, you know, funk, jazz, whatever, old soul, vinyl, you know what I mean? And kind of stealing the composition and trying to make something original out of it. Like, I think that's, it's just kind of really hard to do. So more like sampling the idea of a sound and the idea of a sample more than taking the actual sample as, as information. Yeah, I feel so like that's uh, I feel yeah. like it's, sometimes it's really hard to kind of be original if you're sampling like samples, sort of say, like, you know, of, of, of like something that's already come from like a, a, a song or something, you know, like, like if you're taking like a melody or, or something, you know, it's kind of like you have to stay in the confines of that sample. Like it's really hard to get original with it as compared to like say like a synthesized sound or something that you can make on a keyboard or something like to me that's like truly kind of an original sound because like really only you can make that sort of noise or that tone that you're going for and you know it's not something that's already 
been created that you're taking from. No, what's really yeah. interesting about that too is Does that, that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely it does. And what a further point to that is that if you're making sounds like that, often as the maker, you can't necessarily even recreate that sound. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of accidentally came to that setting on the synth yeah. with the fucking 24 knobs you just played with oh, yeah, and whatever sure, presets you brought in or not. A lot of this stuff is just kind of accidents. It's just like, oh, I didn't mean to do that, but it sounds cool. I guess I'll keep it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your process then. How do you, what's your favorite way to start a beat? Do you usually start with the sample or do you set your drums um, up or something totally different? Yeah. I mean, it just kind of depends like on the mood and stuff that I'm in. Like sometimes, most of the time I'll have like a, a sound that I've kind of been messing around with like uh in ableton or something like i have a way of like how i kind of like sample and make synths and noises and stuff and i'll sometimes i'll just mess around one day and just kind of make a bunch of cool shit and then go back and see like oh i really like that and then just kind of take it further you know whether it's like a, a synth sample or a regular sample or i always like to try to have a melody first like i know a lot of people like to try to make like drums and stuff first i think i i feel like you get better compositions when you start with a sound and you kind of add to that it's you can i think make better melodies and stuff with your drums and instead of having like your drums already laid down or something you know and you kind of have to work within you know like i was saying that 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 kind of soundscape you've already created you know no, I understand what you're saying. To be able to bring the drums in later, to uh, t- pick and uh, pick and choose open spaces, and uh, delineate space after the fact can be much more satisfying on the ear yeah. than having all of your samples kind of fit around your your constant hi hat or whatever's going on. Yeah, exactly. On. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah, it just depends. I mean, or sometimes I'll I'll just have like a cool drum pattern that I'll add a synth to or a sample to that just kind of goes with it. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it just really depends. I mean, I don't really have like a, I'm still kind of learning, so I don't really have like a set process of how I like kind of go about things. Still kind of approaching things differently in different ways and seeing what works and what doesn't, what's easier. And Oh, that's an interesting but one yeah, so too. Far I, for me, the easiest thing is to kind of already have like a, an idea or a sound and then add to it and go, go from, from there. there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, well, so on that kind of topic, do you find that you're able to pretty easily work with other people in a music making setting, like live beat making, or do you really kind of go off and do your own thing? I was kind of, yeah, I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day. Like I've tried to collab with people and I kind of find it like really difficult to do, um, collabing cause I find myself wanting to be like kind of in control of everything and, uh-huh. you know, like someone will put something down and I don't like it. But I don't want to like criticize them and be like, "Hey, man, you know, can you can we kind of try to make that a little better or something?" Like, <clears throat> so you know, because you know, it's everybody's got their own, you know, unique. It's like somebody's art at the end of the day, you know, whatever they're laying down. So I hate to criticize it if I'm not feeling it. No, that's that's very true. And so yeah, I just find myself when it comes to making tracks, just kind of wanting to be more in control of everything, and so therefore, kind of finding it hard to work with people sometimes. Because, you know, I want, I, sometimes I just want like a specific thing or a specific idea and they just can't. <laughs> no, that's you something know, we run into. Get on the same vibe sometimes. And, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Or like, I, I find like some people just like will lay something down and it's not that good. And like, they're not willing to be honest with themselves and, and be like, you know what, you're right. That's not that good. Let's go back and fix that. Like, For this episode's first musical intermission, we have a Beatkeepers track entitled Fire in Motown. It's the first single off the upcoming album, Master Cool, available on Bandcamp at beatkeepersnm.bandcamp.com.
A flammable entire attire could be disposed of by candle. What remains? Does my frame stain by flame? Taking your Lord's name in vain. Look, we're all made the same. Make it fresh. Flexing muscles under bacon flesh. It's getting hot in here. Why aren't you naked yet? Wax, I'm producing. Looking whack and just stupid. If I really thought that, do you think I'd still do it? I'm broken staff from what bends me. One part envy, two parts skill. A rock of ice shot of Hennessy. I'm rocking mentally. Thinking pockets feel plentifully better to be high for gravity and antonym and tragedy. Incite the man with strategy. I'll plan the pivot. Span the planet. Liquid H2O. Crack granite within it. Manage my manic volcano. Tectonics have shifted. On it this minute. I'm Vesuvius. Pompey's gone in an instant. BK's a crew. I'm cruising. We'll be bombing your system. Who is this? MC Dubious. Who song we just listened? On the ride over lyrics to some of non-existent. I'm bored, hope you can see me on from a distance And I'm wondering why the audience listens And it's my honest opinion that when it comes to fire beat Keep us on it consistent, mom I'll be down in a minute I'm just writing some dumb stuff Merry Christmas and thanks for the dump truck She gave me socks, gave her a thumbs up Wow, socks, way better than lump sums To spend on beverages, get leathered and punch drunk Depends on your preference, whether you drunk tons And measured your shots off and headed for rock bottom Melting healthy helpings of well, she's a Josh Scott I'm not stopping when he's melting yourself He's a god awful super strain speaks in flames How could you not spot him? Mama always said, where there's smoke, there's fire Keepers have arrived, won't be needing your lighter Grumdad always said, where there's smoke, there's fire Sending flame to the game and we're feeding it higher Keepers! Won't be needing your lighter Won't be needing your lighter Keepers have arrived, won't be needing your lighter Keepers have arrived, won't be needing your lighter won't, 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 won't be needing Won't be needing your lighter Run that Won't be needing your lighter Your lighter Won't be needing your lighter Keepers, keepers have arrived Keep, 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 your lighter Run that 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 I'm dead. Won't be needing your lighter. Keepers have arrived. Won't be needing your lighter. Keepers have arrived. Won't be needing. I'm dead. Keepers have arrived. Won't be needing. I'm dead. Won't be needing. I'm dead. I'm dead. Won't be needing. I'm dead. That, yeah, that's a tough thing too. And being married to something that you created because you put a lot of time into it, also that can be a big trap. You know, and we, we I think every crew runs into that. You know, you're working on something, and uh, it, you know, 
yeah, you kind of butt heads a little bit, but also you don't want to slow that creative train too much because if you're stifling the creative movement too much in a session, at the, you know, the intent of bringing about perfection, mm-hmm. then you get frustrated. And oh, people yeah. don't want to keep working anymore. And yeah, then you man. lose all of that work. Yeah. So then it's completely fruitless. So sometimes you do have to take the, the you know, let go of the reins a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Let other people. But that that's a, I think that's a common struggle, mm-hmm. though. So I don't think you're alone in that one at all. And that's even something I've learned to do, like, personally with myself. It's just, uh, like, sometimes I'll be making something and I'll even just get frustrated because I'm like, dang it. Like, it's just not coming out exactly the way that I want it. And I'll just get so caught up on like, even just like a drum sound or a drum pattern that's just, to me, throwing off the whole track or the sample or something that's just not hitting right. And it'll just like frustrate me to the point where I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I'll just stop working on the song completely. <laughs> Will you come back to something you're working on like that later on? Yeah. You know, yeah. you take a little time. It's like anything else. Go yeah. outside, have a smoke. You know, take a moment, come back to it. Sometimes you come back to it and you just can't fix it. And I just got to abandon it. And yeah, you got to take it out back and old yell that beat. Just ones you got to not necessarily throw in the trash, but it's just like, yeah, I just got to move on from it. Like, Yeah, in a way, learn that lesson and, and move on. So, okay, so a lot of boom bap stuff is where you started. Stylistically, mm-hmm. where do you think you're headed now? Are you moving more towards some of this lo-fi? Um, more? Now I'm trying to make a, let's see, I don't know. I'm just... We want to just make some really cool, like, unique sort of, like, soundscapes, like, some really, like, I want to actually try to make, like, songs instead of just, like, beats, you know what I mean? Like, actual, like, productions, you know, like a, like a lot of the dudes that I listen to, it's like the tracks that they make are, like, they're not even, they're not just, like, songs, they're, like, adventures and shit that you go on when you listen to it, and that's kind of what I hope to, or what I'm striving to go, you know? Yeah, and that's almost and, you know, that's tough in the hip hop context, I think, because yeah, definitely. you are chained to the MC, and in a way, he always brings you back from that ethereal plane of mm-hmm. music travel that you're on somewhere. Because mm-hmm. you go, oh, it's a voice, and it's something I have to pay attention to, and it brings you right back to that, to where you were originally a little bit. And I think a lot of electronic music doesn't seem to struggle from that, yeah, because there's no MC. So mm-hmm. dance music, yeah, and a lot of that. I mean, I'm sure you listened to it 10, 15 years ago. Like even some of the weird happy hardcore stuff. A yeah. lot of the rave music was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're out on a trip. That, yeah, man. You know, that like, Psytrance stuff was weird. Yeah, exactly. Well, and yeah, you know, I have, like, a lot of big influences from, like, electronic music. Like, even though I was, like, I started out as, like, a hip-hop DJ. Just through DJing, you know, you, you kind of start messing around with all kinds of other different genres just because it's fun to spin, you know, those particular types of music and besides just hip-hop and stuff. So I've taken, like, a lot of influence from a lot of other different genres. And you I got think it. that's kind of, like... What makes me, I guess, a little bit different than some of the other like beat makers out there. They're just like specifically like hip hop dudes. Or, Stuck in know, the hip hop like, thing. They're yeah. like that specific style. As for me, it's like I don't really like I may make that style at that time, you know, like it, you know, like maybe I'll make like an old school hip hop boom bap beat just because it's kind of what I was feeling that day or whatever. But it's not, you know, my what, you know, I always try to go for I just. So you got some old influences and new influences you could reel off the top of your head some i don't know top three favorites you got or something like that uh like producers and stuff whatever DJs. things that really impacted oh, you oh man that's tough there's I so know. many people always so hate many that question. super super dope dudes out there <laughs> uh, one person when it comes to mind that i always think of production wise is this dude uh, his name was dr derg i think he was out of denver colorado uh, rest in peace i guess he passed away though he was like a really young kid but uh, just his beats are really, really fucking uh, 
just the the sounds and everything and the design it's just like you know just just really unique and really creative and you know such big clean sounds and you know like i said oh, crazy song adventures in his production and stuff but he was just kind of like you know one of those dudes really ahead of his time but unfortunately he passed away so <laughs> luckily yeah. i got to cop all his music R.I.P. Okay, so yeah, anybody else you put in the meantime in, um, sticks in your mind? DJ wise, um, I'm not, I don't really listen to too many DJs these days. There's so many out there. It's mainly like uh, producers that I'm really kind of into because that's, like I said, more towards, well, I guess, what, what I'm shifting towards. But um, there's always the classic dudes. A track, DJ Shadow. Shadow, I was just going to bring him up actually. He just did a recent sort of transition again to uh, uh, his new stuff sounding not completely dissimilar from his older work, but it's like a really solid evolution. I like to say it's almost like he pulled the David Bowie, you know, and just came yeah. back with another look and mm-hmm. another solid production oh, yeah, or man. something and else. He's even, you can even tell his like, he's kind of influenced by the newer kind of styles of like hip hop and electronic music. Cause you know, like you think back to his introducing album that was all like sample based and yeah. old school boom bapish kind of. Uh-huh. And nowadays, yeah, he's kind of making like some of the newer, I even heard him make some like trappy sounding electronic stuff, you know? Yeah. And he kind of <laughs> went through like a, I don't know, you remember that, like, uh, glitch phase that was around for mm-hmm. a little bit? He, like, he had a little bit in that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's pretty interesting. So what do you think about this modern, I hate saying that, modern trap sound? That's, not, that's a stupid way to describe it, but <coughs> what's going on right now, lots of hats, lots of uh, electronic drums, um, and, you know, dare I say, lots of triplicates <coughs> again. This is one of our favorite hate topics here at BK, but... I mean, what do you think about that? And do you think you have a place in that? Is that somewhere you're going to be aiming? Or are you trying to avoid that sound right now? <coughs> I definitely that. don't like it. I think there's definitely a commercial kind of like trap sound that's come out because of like the trap beat movement, I guess you can call it. You know, there's like a really kind of fucking generic sort of like 808 drum kit, big, yeah. you know, boom, 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 you know. <laughs> and then those searing but you hats. hear like you know 90 and then yeah just fucking tripled hats up the ass like Man. yeah but you know sometimes that shit is cool if it's done correctly like you know i'm not gonna i roll some hats and shit in my tracks and i'm not gonna act like i, I don't hate it but it, when it's just done like just so generically like it is sometimes like that's the thing is that it's like that music is it, it just can be done so generic that it, <laughs> well yeah a topic but that comes up a lot here that's kind of what is... like it like makes and breaks it you know what i mean it's but uh-huh. at the same time like i feel like it's kind of pushed a lot of like the the hip-hop production these days like you know people have kind of gotten away from that like boom bap just you know old school golden era hip-hop sort of sound you know that right. like it seemed to be like people were kind of like stuck in for a really long time for a long time yeah and do you think that's a good thing overall oh yeah you... for sure because i mean now you're getting like all kinds of like the you know experimental crazy you know hip-hop like well i guess you as know, you point it, out like stuff's like like i think you know like some real crazy like original stuff is coming back out you know like because you know that stuff used to be the original stuff back in the day but you know now it's not really anymore Right. I mean, it, that doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> you know, I kind of know what you mean. You know, you have a pioneer, and then they're new at the time, 
Yeah. But once everybody starts making that sound, it's no yeah, longer a pioneering like, yeah, sound they, anymore. You know. So, yeah, okay. So for those people who are uncomfortable with the way that rap, or rather specifically mm-hmm. hip-hop, is changing from what you described, like that golden Jurassic 5 kind of era, yeah, like that. Sure. Yeah, the boom bap and the, like, the happy runs and a lot more generally positive topics mm-hmm. and a bit more of a more positive message. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I guess in that way, the trap movement is a little bit healthier for hip hop. Mm-hmm. And we're never going to have the classics disappear. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no You doubt. know, it's not like they're going to be gone. Oh, wait, man, that stuff is still like, you know, uh. super fun to DJ, super fun to play. Yeah, there you go. And the, I don't know, at, uh, at the same time, it's like, yeah, like, it's, people are definitely like rapping about like some different shit these days, too. That doesn't, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> well, so how do you feel about your interaction with the MC? What do you look for in a in a good MC, both in, in I don't, I don't working mean like skills, but to, like actually not people that I know, but I mean like commercial wise. It's just like you know what I mean, like all the fucking drug rap and all the shit that's out there, just like the shit yeah. that people are rapping about. It's fucking silly. Well, and again, that <laughs> drug rap used to be that edgy, uncommon sound because yeah. that was still like a you know dangerous territory to be going musically in terms of getting radio play that's true but now that's totally normal yeah so but i mean that is something interesting though like what do you think about mcs and what do you look for in like a good mc if you were to you know say go shopping for an mc for a track for you like Mm -hmm. what what's something you need in terms of skills that you can work with but also in terms of their technique what are things you're looking for yeah man uh somebody who can definitely just throw down some solid raps about like you know some really dope shit man like regardless it doesn't have to be anything particular you know it doesn't have to be some sort of crazy message just as long as you know the lines are sick you so, know they can match with the style of the beat and uh so like the mc's ability to tune into what you're producing more than yeah more than sure. their specific mm-hmm. skills almost yeah so yeah like i've never actually made a track and had somebody rap on it so I can't really say. It's hard to say <laughs> until you actually do it, but I guess that's what I would look for. Okay. It's like, you know, what 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 are the or, you know, what are the things that they rap about, you know, what do they talk about? They so like... it seems like both of those things are pretty important for you, not only topic and, and structure, but mm-hmm. also their ability to kinda Yeah, for sure. Because like, you know, they're ultimately putting like a message on on, you know, whatever track that they're gonna be rapping over that you're making, so it could kinda like influence essentially the music that you're making do you feel you have a certain responsibility in when you when you produce something for other people to listen to Mm. do you feel that there's a you have a responsibility to i don't know put out a a real message or you know something that's not in a way a lie or misleading in the sense Um, of i think the only responsibility is just to like be original man like you know and, and just be yourself and like a one thing I'm really learning finally how to be is like original, I guess, you know, like, and, and that's to like, actually like make something that, you know, sounds really crazy, but you know, nobody else might be doing it. And, you know, people may not like it, they might like it, but you know, this is, you know, something super original. So I'm going to like put it out there and I feel like that's really the only responsibility that I can have. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's jump into one of your tracks here. This one. Doesn't have a title right now. Yeah, uh, I, I always, yeah, I can never come up with titles for the tracks. It's weird. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you always, like, try to think of, like, oh, want to put some, like, crazy name that's going to, like, make people think or, like, you know, or call it something cool. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, man, it all sounds phony. Like, <laughs> all the names are just, like, whatever. So. Well, sick. All right. They're not titled. But this had- beat's kind of like a, uh, I guess, a real sort of like trap hip-hop influenced a little bit heavier 
kind of darker sort of beat, but yeah, I don't know. All right, <laughs> Untitled, DJ Cap, BK Radio. BK Radio, that is an angry track, bro. <laughs> Thanks, that, man. Yeah, it's angry. So I mean, I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I mean, uh, <laughs> tell us about like one little part of that song, something that uh, that really sticks out to you. Um, all the cool stuff about uh, that track that I like about it personally is like, uh, you know, speaking of like sampling and synths, is all the, I guess, melodies in that track are sampled from like weird things, like uh, the. Like some of the sound, some of the actual sounds are like literally like like a, like a block, hitting something that I and you know I just put a bunch of layers of effects on it and kind of made that. Okay, and, did uh, you record that sound yourself? And that was a. Uh, no, I like I said I took it off. It was like a, a wood, like a, like a block, two blocks of wood like hitting each other. Okay, cool, cool. You just had it. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, just, just a yeah, bunch yeah, of random. Like I just have a bunch of random like sounds and stuff, you know, from sound packs I've bought and or stuff that I've downloaded. So legally, <clears throat> of course, yeah. The uh, it's all legal here. Yeah, the absolutely. Too. Um, one hundred percent. We don't condone music piracy. Oh no, man, that's wrong. Copyright yeah. infringement. It's a crime. Intellectual property theft. And it's serious. Here, we don't. So where do you um? I don't know where do you get a lot of your samples from? Do you have a lot of vinyl? Big vinyl collection. Uh, I have a vinyl collection, but I don't really have like a lot of like vinyl that I sample from. The, the way that I sample is I literally just take, like, noises, like, I'll take anything, man, like, anything that sounds weird, and with, like, the, if I use Ableton, and there's a variety of audio effects that, you know, you can apply to just any sound, you can even take, like, a drum hit and turn that into, like, a synthesizer, using, like, the simpler, or the simpler in the keyboard and just adding effects to it, and that's usually how I try to make most of my stuff, is I'll just take a, this is like a one-shot sound, you know, a little just anything, a snippet of something, put it in the simpler, the sampler, and then add a bunch of effects to it and 
kind of turn that into like a synth or something that I can play, hmm. uh, you know, in the keys or something like that or off a drum pad or and, and make like a cool melody out of. So that's kind of what I did with that track that you played is I took like, you know, just little one shot sounds and little snippets and kind of turned them into like synths basically and, you know, kind of laid them down to make melodies and and added some drums and well, and in that way, your process is very traditional hip hop, not repurposing a sound. Yeah, for sure. Like the yeah, like the, I guess sampling that sampling style. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Of like you know yeah, hitting pads through. or whatever. Like I just find it's really easy to make melodies. Like I'm not really a keyboard player, so I find it really tough to like when I do make like a cool synth or something like that. It's hard for me to actually play something. It takes me forever because I'm not. I've never played piano. Can you can you read any music? <laughs> I'm or? not really like musically trained and stuff. I played in band like in middle school. I can read music and uh-huh. play a clarinet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's more than most of us. I play clarinet and I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, not a thing. I, wonder, I don't know. Maybe if I picked it up, you know what I mean? It'd be like riding a bike. Well, so luckily for you today, we have a clarinet hits. here. Oh my God. And so... But we don't actually. That would be a, a cruel trick to to play on you here, That's especially good. if I gave you a secondhand read. I was really feeling the pressure there, you know. <laughs> well, good. Anyway, so all right. So samples, uh, you know, of course, are important to you, and and where you get them doesn't it doesn't have to be vinyl for you. You say you get some digitally too, so some downloaded stuff mm-hmm. and. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Like, you, like I said, just may you know, I think that's like do you record how I your keep own? it, you know, really original, I guess, is you know, just taking, you know, I guess sounds that people wouldn't even think could make anything and making something out of it. Do you record some of your own samples too? No, I don't, not yet. Huh. I need to uh you know, like I said, I'm just kinda really have only been taking like the production seriously for like the last couple of years, so as each year goes by, I kind of start thinking of like new things to do. And yeah, that's what a lot of people have been saying is you need to get some recording stuff so you can start recording, you know, your scratching or well, yeah, things I mean, like that and, and start using that in your production. But I mean, at the you, same time, I don't know. It's like, I don't really like scratching in a lot of, in a lot of tracks. Like, right. I feel like it's kind of hard to pull off without sound and just, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I and mean, this is something that came up when Ox was in the studio the other day. He was talking about, I got... And uh, and they were doing the speaker to mic thing. Um, mm-hmm. Well, specifically, I God was, and like that engendered kind of an interesting sound. Yeah. On the whole thing because it was uh, basically just using air as a media to. Oh yeah. To compress and screw up the sound a little bit, uh-huh. so give it kind of like a lo-fi, yeah, gritty sort of. And so if you're making your own samples and you're recording on just a basic mic you've got, mm-hmm. like that engenders a pretty cool sound. Yeah, on. it might create some, some yeah. unique thing. Because you hear about that like in a lot of like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I got or any a lot. I've heard that yeah. about like, you know, bigger producers back in the day, like Mad Lib or somebody like that, uh-huh. you know, just having some sort of like sketchy piece of equipment. And that's why that sounded the way it did. But when I think Mad Lib came out the other day, too, we were talking about producers who uh basically collect drums and mm-hmm. they'll they'll make something and they don't like it they don't use it but they store it up and they hold on to these huge banks of drums that they've come across mm-hmm. and then when they really need something unusual and weird they've got a vault yeah of beats and drums nobody else has mm-hmm. just some weird ass shit and those mm-hmm. guys they can have like a really unusual sound and pull it out right away they that's, do, man. Those that's dudes, really like cool. granted like <clears throat> even with like a I definitely think that's one thing that those dudes have that like these the newer guys with the 808 drum kits just can't like replicate. It's like those drum kits that those old school dudes have are just fucking so like clean and I don't know. 
just really classic sounding like yeah Absolutely, yeah <laughs> that's one thing that I, I definitely hate about like some of the newer production is like just hearing that the 808 shit all the time well yeah you're not use it a lot <laughs> well <laughs> so no and like... there's there's a place for it but it sounds a little cheap at times yeah you know it sounds you know kind of like the mm-hmm. made in china version that's i don't know if we should say that on bkr it's not really very no, that makes sense. Correct. But you oh, know what I mean, I'm saying yeah, here? That, yeah, sure. that, that basically if you're, you know, it, it cheapens the the feeling. Come on, folks. We're all, we all love each other. We're all grown up here. <laughs> We're all grown up. So, yeah, so, so there's something to be said for that. So uh, we like that crustiness of the older stuff, too, that's got a little bit of age on it, got a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, you know, and in a way it's been curated. Mm-hmm. That's very different from what mm-hmm. you're talking about. The new stuff is like, oh yeah, man. Like I like I always love that old school sound for sure. But there's just definitely something about like the new fi hi-fi shit. I guess that mm-hmm. I just really, really, really love. Like all the really clean, warm stuff that you know yeah. is coming out with like the like I said. What's right, kind of out of left field though? What do you feel about like this uh, the lo-fi? hip-hop movement that's you know the stuff yeah, to noticed it. relax it's like people are like i'm purposely like making it sound like it came off a record and stuff dude i think it's cool like you yeah know, it just adds character like you know yeah. to tracks and i really do kind of like when somebody takes like you know a, a production and get yeah like make it you know f- kind of filtered and you put that like vinyl hiss on it and stuff like that and you know just Makes it sound like it came off like a record or something. Yeah, it's kind of dig it, man. It's kind of cute. Like it's something that I want to do, like a you know texturing. You yeah, know, just it's just all production stuff, man. You know, it's like the options are endless, and you know the more unique you can make things, you know, just those little sort of things. It's it's like the better your track is overall. And I think you're right there. Yeah, one of the things that's funny about the lo-fi movement is that uh, you know, so, so Jay Dill liked his really eq'd back kicks mm-hmm. you know almost to the point where they're almost like an empty heartbeat yeah you know and these lo-fi tracks take that like <laughs> way further so yeah. much so that there's barely like really a kick. flat <laughs> yeah like it's it's just not even there so you, you know you almost just have this yeah exactly just the whole time two snares or something slow yeah it's just the slowest stuff and it lacks like a lot of the uh, the texture that we're used to that makes mm-hmm. a lot of yeah, more traditional like hip hop like sounds. Yeah, kick drum or something. Yeah, the, the, a lot of the elements that make a traditional sound sound edgy or tough or sort of streety mm-hmm. or you know have that, that traditional crisp edge to it that we like or that a lot of the older older cats like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So okay, and uh, I don't know. In five years, where do you think you're gonna be? Oh, man. gonna be with OC still you're gonna join some other crews do some other stuff yeah, definitely touring. man you what know, do you I hope we'll still be rocking with OC I have a lot of fun DJing with those dudes and you know I'm definitely looking forward to getting my production better so I can you know actually start kicking them some you know beats to start making more songs and you know the more songs we make as a crew you know the more shows and stuff we can do the more you know material people always like new shit it's one of the biggest things is like always having to constantly create new stuff especially these days i find it's like yeah even if you make like a really dope track you know you have like a six month window (laughs) oh no not even you know what i mean where it's like you know in six months people are like oh yeah oh yeah i remember that one that's right that 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 was sick no no (laughs) not like you i feel like you might even have less than that Uh and the other thing is too is once you start feeding this social media beast Mm -hmm. Once you start giving it some of your stuff to work with, mm-hmm. it's hungry and yeah. it needs a lot of material mm-hmm. to grow. So you start battling 
people's feeds in a way. Yeah. So how how is the OC? How do you deal with that? Um, I mean, you're up now on Facebook a little mm-hmm. bit, and they're on Facebook. What mm-hmm. else are you guys doing? Because I don't think it can be just the shows, can it? I mean, what do you... Um, you know, like I always do. I do like a lot of live DJing on Facebook and stuff like that. Like there's like, a couple other people that do it, but I don't know. I feel like... I do it better sound wise. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. still trying to like lay their, put their phone down next to their fucking speakers and then do oh. a live DJ set. And it's like, bro, it's, yeah, it's okay. a $10 cable on Amazon to get mono stereo sound at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A simple Come stereo. On. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. And do so... some for yourself and for the audience. So, so I do videos... stuff like that. And then the, the production thing, you know, that's, that's really kind of, you know, like bringing up the five years things. I only really touched on it. That's kind of what I hope to be doing. Is five years from now, you know, really kind of have a strong leg in the production game and, you know, be somewhat known. I guess maybe at least in New Mexico would be cool <laughs> for making cool music. Some NM fame. And, you know, beats and stuff. I want to start, a, I know they do like beat battles and stuff. And I think that would be like a really cool way. I've been thinking about ways I can like, you know, challenge myself. How do those work? Wise. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I know how Graph Battle works. Done those plenty so of times. So I was like, but, you know, because I see it all the time, like on Facebook, they're like Beat Battle, you know, Albuquerque, and I'm just like, so you just like bring some like your best shit, I guess, or or like, maybe they give you stuff to make a beat with or something. That now that wouldn't make any or sense. Like, yeah, like, you gotta sign up beforehand, and they're like, well, this is what we're sampling, so so. Oh, it could be like that. I mean, I'll I have, have to see. Seen... I gotta ask around, but it's like something I want to get into because yeah, you know, I want to. Like I got really serious with DJing at one point. And is get really serious with the music making and, you know, try to is be as good as that as I am DJ wise. Cause I mean, I don't know. I think I'm okay. I don't want to say that I'm a pretty good DJ. I hate saying that just cause I don't know. I may not be, but <laughs> I you think got I'm, cuts and fades, bro. I think I'm pretty good at this point for as long as I've been doing it. I can say I'm okay. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. So I'd like to be as good at production as I am at DJing in five years and that would be cool. So a bit of a jack of all trades and Maybe, master of some, yeah. you know? Yeah. Making a little bit of a living, you know, with the craft and stuff like that. So how does that work with the OC? Do you guys get regular bookings? Do Is there anything oh, generated man. through the crew? To be like honest, that, I'm like, I, I don't have like really like any like <laughs> control over that. It's usually Zach, OG Willikers. Zach Maloof, what's up? Is he really the, uh, is OG Wilkers really the, the driving force behind the... I definitely say he's, he, he seems to be like the, uh, the core thing. Like, you know, really keeping the group strong and stuff. It's usually him getting the shows, it seems. Or Benzo, too, he's like super well-known and a really powerful figure in the music game. So he's responsible for getting us a lot of our stuff. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not really too sure how it works. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah, know the first thing. Like, like, usually when I get a DJ gig, it's because somebody hits me up and they're like, hey, you know, you want to DJ this? Or it's like, I don't even really know the first person to hit up most of the time. So we can hire you for live shows potentially and or cuts on tracks. Yeah, man, for sure. You know, as long as it, as it uh, works out for sure. I'm usually down to lay stuff down or do some shows. Well, cool. Well, you know, as I said to you before, BK might have a, a use for you in the live setting then. You might just be hitting yeah, you For sure. For like, you know, like a, I'm always going to be like, you know, got my roots in the OC for sure. But I'm always down to work with people and try stuff out. I'm not like exclusive or anything like that. Cool. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you really can. And we're not either, you know. 
that's the thing about the outstanding citizens and the reason why we added the collective part to it is because it's like you know it's not just us as a music crew it's like a, you know we have artists we have you know a dude in there who makes clothes and stuff like do you guys have a few graphers yeah graphers uh wonky wonky wonner he's one of the dudes he's really dope Hell yeah. One of the dopest graffiti artists I've seen, that's for sure. And I've seen quite a few. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. But he's definitely really sick. But yeah, so it's just like, you know, art in general, you know, like art comes in many facets and many forms. And How can people find the OC? <clears throat> um, shit, we got the uh, Facebook page, Outstanding know, Citizens, Instagram. I know the Beekeepers page is friends with the OC page, so that's one way our friends yeah, can get for a sure. hold of too. Yeah, for sure. the URL is, I'll have to look it up here. As I drone on and uh, try to create some space here while I look this up, <laughs> we need some we need some filler music, you know, elevator music. But yeah, Instagram, uh, outstanding underscore citizens. That's where you can find out what we're all about and what we're doing. The crew, everybody's all got something going on, you know, uniquely in that, and the crew as well as together, and that's what's really cool about it. There's a pretty open door over there. You guys yeah, let people sure. in based like, on whatever they want to do, or is there any kind of, I don't do you know, mean? you guys haze people, like a fraternity? or Ah, uh, no, not You like jump that. people in? <laughs> it's usually like, you know, we just see somebody and we like what they do, and it's like, hey, you want to, like, be a part of this, you know? Cool, yeah. Collaborate yeah. on some stuff, and, you know. And at the same times, you know, you, using that, at the collective thing, it's like, you know, we can all represent each other, and everybody's kind of got, like, a platform, you know? Like our Instagram page, you know, is open to everybody. Anybody can post up whatever, really. Cool. And they can all promote themselves. You know, if it's somebody coming out with a new track or, you know, well, whatever. Well, what I got to say about you guys is that every time I've met anybody from NEOC, and I met Fluid first years mm-hmm. ago at an Evidence Show. Yeah. And, like, every one of you guys is real nice, like, friendly. You know what I mean? You guys put out a nice vibe. You guys lay down a pretty tight show. Yeah, man. Like, those guys are all really solid, man. Like, all bros. Seems know, like. The bros. But not bros, my, bros. But not the bad type <laughs> of bros. Not the irritating bros, you know? No, you guys, definitely not. Yeah. You guys have a warmth and, uh, like, a welcoming nature yeah, man, that's you know, nice. We've all, like, grown up together, you know? Especially some of us who are really close to each other and, <clears throat> you know, have just seen each other grow and turn turn out to be the people that we are and... You guys have any uh, any shows coming up at all? Um, I don't. I can't think of anything coming up soon. I know OG just got back from Iceland, so like I said, he's usually our our booker and all that stuff. Okay. So I'm sure we got something coming up soon, but nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, we'll definitely share that on our on our social media for all our fans too. Too. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, you can check the Facebook, the Instagram. You know. We always post up whenever something's going on. And it's not just us, you know, we got all the other DJs. You know, we got DJ Sagalific. He's always spinning around town. He's always got shows going on. The local bars in Santa Fe. He's in Las Vegas doing stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. So it's a pretty big crew, though, the OC, really. How many members would you say there, total? <sighs> Man, off the top of my head, I'd say at least like seven. I thought you were about to say 30, you know, I don't know, 30, 40. At least 70? Just can't. Yeah, 70. <laughs> but yeah, I think I might be missing some people, I don't know. All right, you got, you got any words of wisdom for young people who are, who are thinking uh, about getting into music or thinking about 
uh, doing something creative like that, hip hop or otherwise? Yeah, like people always ask me, like, how did how do you do it? And that's the thing, you just do it, man. You know, just, just start. Just uh, and, and that's the thing. It doesn't matter what you have. You know, it doesn't take a specific this or that. You don't have to have a certain piece of gear or a certain program that everybody's using. It helps definitely to have you know some nice toys and stuff can make things easy, but. At the end of the day, it's just about creating and, and using what you have to, to create. and Yeah, that's really about it. <laughs> nice. Well, all right. We'll get into another track here by you in a uh-huh. second. I don't think this one had a clear title on it either, so oh, yeah, it looks like one. Untitled 2, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I just can never figure out what to call these things. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> and, How do you do? Do you what do you have a process for coming up with names for you tracks? You know, like, yeah, kind of accidentally, and usually they'll be onomatopoeic uh-huh you know like, like you're just looking around the room and you just see something you're like that's it yeah like i remember one i made that was pop click and i think it was because i i pulled the headphones out or something and you know i heard a little click somewhere <laughs> and i was like oh, oh yeah yeah that's easy pop click yeah. so yeah sometimes i just come up with them like that uh-huh. we always end up changing them once we once we write anything on mm-hmm. them though that's that's our little process mm-hmm. right on but yeah, all right. Anything yeah. you want to say about this song we're about to listen um, to? This one is kind of like uh, I like this track a lot because it's I don't know, I think it's my best kind of production yet. It's like you know my most advanced techniques, <laughs> whatever I mean, that means. You could call it best shit. Yet. And uh, it's kind of like the style that I'm going for, and that's like a little bit of like everything that I've been influenced by. Like it's got a little hip hoppy vibe, a little electronic vibe. Like you know, just kind of mesh it all into one big you know soundscape that's really fun to listen to and. Hopefully other people have fun listening to it because I have fun usually making stuff, so <laughs> that's about it. Well, all right. Hey, thanks for coming in. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. And, uh, and it's been a super pleasure. It looks like you became good friends with Louis the dog here, too. You know, oh, Bart wants you, so that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. I think he so, might be my spirit animal. I mean, he's a lot of people's spirit <laughs> animals, that's for sure. I'm not usually a dog fan, so, you know. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like a barking cat, really. You know what I mean? It's hardly, for sure. Hardly a dog. All right. Here's this track. Thank you all for listening. BK Radio. BKR. Peace out.
Beatkeepers Production 2018. Find us on Bandcamp at beatkeepersnm.bandcamp.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash beatkeep, and on Instagram at beat underscore keepers.